0: Welcome to the Mentor Project Podcast, a place where you will learn, discover new ideas, be entertained, inspired, and even mentored. Our shows explore a wide range of subjects, including science, technology, business, society and culture, art and entertainment, and life. If you would like to learn more about the Mentor Project, please go to www.mentorproject.org. We hope you'll enjoy the show.
2: to another episode of the mentor project podcast. Marco, how are you today?
3: I am good. I'm good. I'm excited. I'm excited to meet some mentors.
2: Yes, yes. It's uh, been a while but uh, here we are again and it's great talking about the mentor project. So we have another very special mentor with us today, Dr. Deborah Thompson. Deborah, welcome to the mentor project podcast. Thank you so much. I've been really looking forward to this time together. That's great. So, you know, why don't we just start with, why don't you tell us how you got involved with the Mentor Project, and it may also include a little bit about you in terms of your work and your passions. Uh-huh.
1: Well, it was a bit of a roundabout way how I found Deborah. Um, but what happened is I was working on Capitol Hill, working in science policy, uh, particularly with a one health focus and one health is that connection between our health and the health of the environment, animals and plants. So my policy areas were public health, global health, environmental health, um, animal health and welfare, and the list goes on and on because everything's connected after all. Right. Yeah. You You could (laughs)
0: have
3: Yeah. That's that's so, weird. I mean,
1: who would have thunk it? So I had a friend uh, when I was working in policy full time who knew um, who knew somebody who was also working with Deborah, and then connected us. And from there, she heard about One Health Lessons, which is a nonprofit that I started, and it just it totally made sense to to partner with the mentor project. And since uh, joining forces, we've actually been able to collaborate on hackathons and a bit more. So,
3: And it totally makes sense because that's at the core of what one health lessons does. Anyway, you are mentoring, teaching, educating, call it what you want, but, and that's maybe that's something that we, we could touch. Like, is there a difference between mentoring and educating? And I don't know, we could go there, but uh, I, I want to know a little bit more about what uh, your organization is is about, and because I know that it's very, it's kind of like, as you said, everything is interconnected, and the mentor project at this point it's interconnected with what One Health lesson does. So,
1: yeah, so I guess we should just break down One Health, the concept and mm-hmm. the approach. Just so that everybody's on the same page. So that one health concept, again, is that connection between everything, between our health and the health of the environment, animals and plants, right? Sick environment, sick people, other people call it common sense which honestly, it is, right? <laughs> then the one- but healthy- you know,
2: but No, it is common sense, but not really, because, you know, Debrie what you bring, what I love so much is that gets lost in, in every day. Like, you bring it, that connection to the environment and to animals. So continue, because I think, although it is common sense, most of us don't think about it on a daily basis. Even when we think about the interplay with so many, I'm a systems thinker, but you know, when I met you and heard about what your organization does, it was like, oh, I never quite thought about it that way. So please, Truly.
1: you know, you hit the nail on the head um, because when I heard about one health, the light bulb went over my head and I thought, my gosh, my life finally makes sense because I was doing ecology and now I'm in a veterinary medicine. I'm a veterinarian, Right but um, it was never brought to me in that beautiful packaging, right? So I thought, well, of course, this makes sense. But then why wasn't I teaching this all along when I was working full-time as an educator? Going back to One Health approach, the One Health approach is just teamwork between people of different backgrounds, strengths, disciplines. We come together and we prevent and solve health problems. Health problems that, of course, will have to do with our health and the health of the environment, animals and plants. Um, You know, over the last several years, there's been a bit of um, growth of the definition to improve social sciences, uh, incorporation of social sciences, because certainly um, social structures can dictate health. Um, as well as uh, not only where a person lives, but who we're surrounded by, right? Our our social network. Absolutely. So, yeah, so it's pretty much having people of all different backgrounds coming to the same table and having a conversation to improve the health of you, your family, and your community.
3: And The way that you distribute this knowledge, I don't know why I use the word distribute, but I like it, is like through. That oh, that was
2: a good word. Yeah, good okay, word.
3: see? Okay, I'm good with words, I guess. Uh, it's it's in a way that you involve the most different kind of people in the most different part of the world that just want to be part of this distribution of knowledge, let's put it this way, and educate in the next, and then they may learn and that they become educator themselves. So again, I'm connecting with the mentorship here. So let's get into that, how that system works and how important it is to connect everybody.
1: Yes, thank you for that. Certainly, just like what Susan had said, you know, the light bulb going off over your head, this is something that people don't necessarily think about, but holy cow, this is important, not only to think about, to talk about, and then to take action, right? We teach not only the concept and the approach, but we want to inspire action, because that's how you can truly protect your community, protect your family, right? And we do this actually all over the world. So when we provide lessons, we do it in a way that anybody can relate to these lessons, regardless of where you live on this planet. For instance, when we created the lesson that was focused on the COVID vaccine, everybody at that time was thinking, holy moly, this is a brand new vaccine, should we trust it? Should we not trust it? What to do? Well, with one of our lessons called The Story Behind the COVID Vaccine, it actually goes into the true story of this woman who was behind the science, behind the vaccine. And she had been working for decades on developing the technology that ultimately led to this vaccine. But we pulled on the heartstrings a little bit. But keep in mind, this is a true story. This woman was rejected so many times because while she was focused on messenger RNA research um, that eventually leads to protein developments. other people thought that it was nonsense. People thought that it was pointless. Well, guess what? Now in the 2020s era, Um, The technology was able to support the, the validity of this type of science. And because of that, we were able to save millions of lives untold, right? We will never know ultimately the number of lives that have been saved with that particular vaccine, but everybody can relate to rejection. Everybody can relate to the story of perseverance, right? And when this story... Uh, came out, and I heard it on a podcast, actually, I thought, I need to share this with the world. So I created the lesson, and then those lessons are now being translated into lots of other languages. Um, But that's the story of One Health Lessons, honestly. We put out learning material, people from around the world hear it or see it or, or read it, and they say, I want to bring this home. So they
2: translate it. Oh, Marco, um you, please.
3: You'll think I know this by now. Okay. Um I I got excited. I said that you you also adopted, Not only you translated, but you adopted depending on who you're teaching to, because the, the the teaching goes to kids. It can go to adults, and I, I again I, I want to make this re- connection here with the with the mentorship. Like we are expert in something, but. And we need to be able to tell the stories maybe to people that are not experts. And I think that mentorship, it is one of the things that is about. And Susan, maybe you want to give me your <laughs> your perspective on this as well. And, and Deborah, so uh, how does it come together? Um, are you really mentoring or are you teaching? What's the difference?
2: Susan, do you want to start it? No, I think it's a great question. I love it. I think it's a great question is, is your, we can talk about the mentor project, but Deb, why don't you talk about your work as you see it? And when you, when you were describing the, the lesson, tell us a little bit more about the lesson and the packaging of it. And, and for you, how do you distinguish between teaching and mentoring?
1: I think um, it, Kind of falls into just the way I live life. I'm always looking for new knowledge. I always want to absorb new information each day. It's just how I have functions. And I'm not afraid to say I don't understand. <laughs> While I was a child, I uh, was actually ridiculed for saying, I don't get it. I don't understand. And always asking the why, why, why questions, right? But maybe in retrospect, that was me just trying to be a stronger scientist, right? Mm -hmm. Asking the why question.
2: Absolutely.
1: And when I mentor with the internship program, and I think this is where really the, the interest might lie with the mentor project is the internship program. I always try my best to tailor my mentoring techniques to the individual mentee. And that can be really challenging because I over seven cohorts of interns. I have taught. Well, we've had about sixty-nine interns, over twenty, over twenty different countries represented, um, over twenty different disciplines <laughs> represented. Actually. Um, but it really comes down to understanding the reason why they want to contribute to the One Health Lessons mission, you know, bringing this learning material out across the planet and into homes and into communities, right? Um, but also understanding where they're coming from. And it's not necessarily a matter of where they're coming from, as in, they just graduated from their undergrad degree or they're still in high school or they're, they're already board certified in internal medicine and they're a physician or they are a st- statistician and they just value one health. You know, Regardless of what their background is, they can bring something to the table, a new perspective. And I think when it comes to mentorship, it's incredibly important to have that awareness and that respect going in both directions so that we can learn from each other. I don't teach nor mentor in a way that I dictate projects. The way each intern joins One Health Lessons is they have a set role. Say, I am the North America's promotions intern. So what that means is that they're responsible for all of Canada, the United States, Um, and then Mexico, and then also, by the way, the Caribbean too, because why not? (laughs) And then they're responsible for getting more um, community buy-in, get more people who are interested in learning about One Health uh, through One Health lessons, train more people to teach One Health lessons in their own communities. Um, And also they're responsible, all of the regional promotions interns are also responsible for helping with language translations, like lesson translations, that is. Um, So the way I create teams, families of interns, maybe that's the better way to say it, it could be between two individuals and 16 individuals. It ultimately comes down to what chapter of life one health lessons is in and we're just about to celebrate our third birthday so
2: oh, happy happy birthday. that's exciting 3 years that's great thank and you what, what is tell us a little bit more about one health one health lessons relationship with the mentor project how does that work so are you partnering in terms of mentoring people through the one health lessons um, mm. in different countries
1: Thank you for that question. Um, The last, um, the last formal event that we uh, took part in was helping with coordinating um, a challenge for the hackathon that happened in the fall of 2022. So we actually had a One Health Challenge, and that One Health Challenge was about antibiotic resistance. That can affect, of course, people, animals and plants, right? So we actually helped mentor uh, a team of two. One person was from the United States, the other person was in Greece. And they were two high school students and they did really well.
2: That's great. Um, that's, that's great.
1: Beyond that, we have taught Javier's classrooms, uh, who's in Argentina. He's a high school uh, teacher in Argentina.
2: And he's also the coordinator of the hackathons.
1: Well, yes, that was very convenient. <laughs>
2: Um,
1: But we've taught maybe seven, eight times with Javier's kids. Um, And I think a way to get the kids really involved is that we taught in English, even though we have a whole subset of lesson leaders, people who have been trained how to teach these lessons, uh, who can speak Spanish uh, primarily, or they are bilingual but that school in particular wanted to have English speakers. So what was interesting is that we had folks from Nigeria teaching the kids in um, Argentina. We had folks in Hong Kong teaching the kids in Argentina. We had folks in the United States, in the UK, all different English accents. And afterward, Javier said, I didn't necessarily expect expect the kids to appreciate the differences, not only in our accents, but also some of the, the way we formulate you know, sentences and, and such. Um, but it really opened their eyes. And the other thing that he said that I really liked is that he said after these lessons, the kids asked questions about cultural differences, cultural similarities, they wanted to know more about geography.
2: So it's interesting because it sounds like, you know, uh, Marco, you have me thinking now about like this whole difference between mentoring and teaching. And it sounds like the mentoring that you did then morphed into teaching because they were asking more questions. So there's a lot of um, overlap. And I started to think about myself in terms of when I mentor people versus when I teach because I do, I'm a professor of psychology, and that's very clearly defined, right? The role is I am a professor, my students take a class, it's all clear. There are students, there's the professor, I'm expected to provide this information. However, Within my role as professor, I also think I'm doing some mentoring because that's my style. So it's kind of, there's like an overlap, but I think, you know, we could probably do a whole podcast, actually, now that I'm thinking, Marco, on the differences and similarities of of mentoring and teaching. But I want to go back, uh, Deborah, to your birthday, your third birthday, <laughs> in terms of One Health Lessons. And you know, I know that you've come a long way from when it was born to now. And could you give us just a couple of the highlights and then some of the things where you wanna go with it? Like what are some of your birthday wishes that you might make when you're blowing out the candles on the third birthday cake? Oh
1: boy, these are good questions. <laughs> uh, when you ask for the highlights, ah! What what activities brought me to tears of
2: happiness? Um, great, great question.
1: <laughs> um, it actually happened several times, um, and I don't think I'll ever forget this story, Marco. I might have shared it with you. I can't remember. Forgive me if it's a repeat or not, but. Um, There's an intern uh, who ultimately became a One Health Lessons ambassador. It just means that he went through nine extra hours of training to bring these lessons home uh, and then train others locally in your own first language how to teach these lessons, right? Because I didn't create One Health Lessons for the English-speaking world. I created it for the world, right? So Precious is in Malawi, and he... um, he had just recently graduated from school and he wanted to bring these lessons into the community and he had a particular interest in bringing the COVID vaccine lesson, the one that I was talking about earlier, into the community and he found an orphanage in Malawi and he approached the orphanage, said that He has a lesson to teach if if the kids of all different ages were interested in learning. And eventually he got into the orphanage and he was teaching. He told me that about 200 kids were in front of him um, actively listening. How on earth he got that happening? I don't know. 200 kids listening. Right. But no, they were absorbed in the material and. And he only told me this after the fact, because before I would have been like, wow, how is this going to go? He told me after the fact that in the back row, when a group of girls realized that it was a woman behind the science behind the vaccine, they stood up and cheered. And they started and when he came back the next Saturday, because we regularly have Saturday meetings with the interns, and he told us the story, we were all in tears. <laughs> we were all in tears. We're like, are you serious? This happened in real life? And he showed us pictures.
2: That's amazing. That's really amazing. Beautiful. Yeah. Couldn't
3: believe Brilliant. it. Now you, you didn't share with me this story, but I'm glad that you, you just did. Um, it's a great story. It's a, it's a great story. It's also it kind of connect to with my vision, maybe of, of the difference between mentoring and, and teaching. I I always feel like mentoring, maybe because I I kind of think about the origin of the the word mentor. Mentor was actually an individual, right? In the in in Greece, and for me, I also think about when you take a one on one, almost like you know you develop that relationship almost like an apprentice in the Renaissance, in the arts and all of that is, well, teaching is more, I think you, you try to reach more people and maybe less individual as an approach, but maybe more effective from a, from a quantity. But maybe mentoring is a more of a quality. Mentoring is more of responding to everybody's need and the difference to, to teach in a different way. So I don't know how we can amplify that because that I think is the ideal way to educate. People talk about technology, being able to adapt uh, teaching in, in different way because they, all the kids have different uh, level of uh, knowledge or the way that they, they, they can understand things. And I feel like as a mentor, that's what you do. You're like an, a, an AI that adapts to the need of the kids. I don't know. That's me. I don't know what what you guys think about this.
2: You know, I'm also thinking that maybe it's also more specific. You know, when we teach, it tends to be globally. Yeah. But when we're, and we could teach specific things, but when you mentor, like I'm just thinking of like when I've been mentored, when people have asked me to mentor them, it's usually on something very, um, very specified as opposed to, and, and it might be consecutive things like somebody wants to be mentored in a p- specific skill base or mentored in order to go in on a career path, um, whereas teaching could be more global. But again, we can have a whole podcast series just on, on the difference. I know, but, but it's exciting. It's exciting. I want to hear Deborah's wishes, though, I wanna, if that's okay, Marco. I want to go back to the yeah. original follow-up question because she mentioned the third birthday's coming up. And what would you like to wish for? You know, what would you like to see for year four, five, and six happen for, for yeah. One Health Lessons?
1: Thank you. Um, well, with more sponsorship comes more staffing, right? And with that comes so much more power. Well, what I want on my wish list is to put out more learning material Uh, learning material that has to do with food safety, you know, making sure that we cook our food properly and we get our food in a sustainable way. Right. Um, How do plastics affect the environment, not only for animals, but for people. And then also, how does that actually play into reproductive health? Because believe it or not, depending on your gender, additives to plastic actually influence your health.
2: Absolutely. Um,
1: So those types of um, lessons, plus, Something about rabies because that kills so many people on the planet today. Even though in North America we don't think about rabies so much um, because of a phenomenal vaccine campaign that's been happening in you know North America for so long. Um, and antibiotic resistance—that's a silent pandemic, epidemic. It's yeah. it's a big thing that nobody's really talking about on a on. A way um, in a manner that the general public can truly appreciate. Because if you don't see it in front of you, you know you don't see that rabid dog, for instance. You know, mm-hmm. if you don't see the threat in front of you, it's harder to appreciate the the severity. And it's also important to make sure that we know ways to prevent the need for antibiotics, you know, washing your hands properly, avoiding certain sources of contaminated food, things like that. You know, our mission ultimately is to protect families and communities and through high quality education. And we want this education to be open access. We don't want to put a dollar sign for, you know, learn this material for $10. $10 could be four meals, five meals, 10 meals for a family somewhere else on this planet, right? We can't set numbers and prices. We need this to be open access. And because of that, we need more funders. Um, The other thing that I would really, really, really love is to have a true pen pal program where we connect say Javier's classrooms in Argentina with um, similar classrooms who already know about One Health because we've taught there in Nigeria and connect them with folks in England and connect them with Singapore. You know, it goes on and on and on and on, right? Because if you learn that the world is relatable to anybody else on the planet, well, then that makes you more of a citizen of the world much sooner than when you're an adult. And Well, you know,
2: I'm, sorry. Yeah, I'm, excited I, to see, I'm excited to see how um, you can have some of this happen also in conjunction and collaboration with the Mentor Project, because it sounds like a lot of the goals and mission of the Mentor Project is very much Um, consistent with One Health Lessons. So it'll be exciting to see how that can play out in the future. And so I, I, just to put a plug in to support the Mentor Project, if you're interested in, uh, to our listeners out there, to please support and get involved with the Mentor Project, go on the Mentor Project uh, website And, you know, you can even make a donation uh, or want to volunteer and be connected through the Mentor Project with One Health Lessons as well. So I look forward to seeing um, how the Mentor Project and One Health Lessons, what we can do together going forward. This is uh, really exciting. There's a lot that can be done.
1: Absolutely. Synergy is key, right? Synergy. And it's taking that One Health approach. People of all different backgrounds coming together to
3: Preventing school yeah. issues. Absolutely. And, and you also create this v- virality that we talk so much in social media and often in a in a bad way, because yeah, there is bad things that happen, but imagine all the good things that happen. We just tend to talk about the bad one, but you know how people come much closer to each other, how people exchange culture, how we are unifying and, and what you picture there. Kind of make me smile inside because what you're doing for the health, the One Health lessons, it can be done for technology, it can be done for literacy, it can be done for anything. And also mostly understand that we are all on this blue dot in the middle of, the, the, you know, in a corner of the Milky Way in the middle of the universe that we don't even know how big it is and really, really start acting as, as one. So for me, I, even the choice of one, it's it's great. It's a strong message right there.
2: Yeah, I, Marco, I agree, and I have a whole list Deb, of topics that I would love to see happen. Is as, as you know, I previously mentioned, I'm in the world of mental health, emotional health, relationship health, and not only connected just with um, nutrition, but animals. You know, there is a whole list. Ah, uh, we can talk more offline about that because that's exciting in terms of, and those lessons are really needed, you know, for for people and the mentoring. So uh, I'm excited about that and see what we what we can do with that.
3: Absolutely, and that's why we're here. Here, I think we're we're all also volunteering our time to have this conversation, to prepare uh, lessons, and to everybody in his own way, from puppeteer to science and hackathons and. And all of that. So, again, we're here to promote the Mentor Project and the people that contribute so much to the Mentor Project because they somehow they're already doing it, even outside the Mentor Project. This doesn't happen to stumble in this, oh, I just became a mentor. No, yeah, I think you have it inside that you want to do that. And, uh, and I think, uh, Deborah, maybe you want to talk for a minute about the, the book, I know we already talk on another side, but I think that's still part of mentoring how to share knowledge in a different way. So uh, I'd right. like you to take a minute for that, too. And then we uh, will Thanks, run. Marco.
1: I think you're talking about this book, right?
3: Yes, you were ready. <laughs> it
1: was on the desk. Uh, the Art of Science Communication, for those who cannot uh, see see the video here. it's called the art of science communication and then the subtext is sharing knowledge with students the public and policymakers it's great. divided into great uh, thank you <laughs> it's divided into three sections the first section is how to communicate with children people who really don't have that background of science then the next is how to communicate with the public people who haven't heard a science lesson in 30 years And then last bit is how to communicate with policymakers, legislators, people of substantial influence and how to translate your science or technology or engineering or mathematics or whatever your forte is with people of substantial influence. So um, that last section came from my experience when I was working in policy, when I was working on Capitol Hill in Washington, DC, I was on the other side of the table receiving the visitors and I was often translating, after the visitor left, translating the message to apply it towards policy. And I thought this needs to be shared with the world in order to move science and STEM in a forward direction.
2: Great topic, look forward to reading the book. Great, congratulations.
3: Thank yep. you. And a great topic that, uh, uh, again, it figure everything is working in synergy and how those translation is that the one we need to do when we have a different audience in front of us so it's it's important to get the message across the lesson or the mentoring um, be effective overall so you um, know Mark,
1: i'm sorry but you had mentioned the difference between teaching and mentoring And I'll just say this. When I first start a new intern cohort, I actively teach in a way that I wanna make sure that the interns understand how to communicate with people of different backgrounds, discipline strengths, how to explain One Health in a digestible manner, how to um, book appointments, meetings, how to do podcasts, (laughs) how to network, how to lead others, and how to communicate. So that's how my active teaching uh, happens in the first several weeks with these interns. When I see that they're ready to fly on their own, then I take a backseat and it's more of an active mentorship. Mm -hmm. I support them. I make sure that they want that they are going to continue to fly. You know, I might like Mm -hmm. give them extra air up there, right? But I make sure that the interns understand that I will never put them in a position where I don't think that they're ready for it. And I think with that trust that's built over several weeks um, and me personally seeing the growth of the individual, they don't see their own growth. They're working mm-hmm. on it every single day, right? But it's up to me, the mentor, to say, you're ready. Go ahead and, and represent One Health Lessons. And that's a big responsibility. But
2: I trust mm-hmm. them. That was a great explanation for you how you yeah. distinguish between the teaching part uh, when you're working with interns to the mentoring. Yeah, I appreciated that.
3: Yeah, m- maybe it reflects to that you 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 know they have the base which come from the education and the the teaching, and then maybe you need that you know each one of them need that extra one on one because you know that extra push that is individual for. That person maybe is lacking in one little thing and and it's something you have to share with that person. So I, I, th- I thought it was a very, very beautiful um, yeah. example of how you see the distinction of the two. So I, I hope this also is a lesson for other mentors that are listening to, to this and inspire maybe each one of us to make little adaptations and, and correction in course as, as we go. Uh, it is a very humble humble thing to do but i think it's important it's uh, it may be maybe very relevant in the end so great conversation deborah thank you for joining us susan again I, every time we talk to someone i just get inspired to talk more and more and more and more good thing i like
2: absolutely to and just for again for our listeners our viewers if you're interested in getting in touch with deborah please go through the mentor project you can go to mentorproject.org um, and you can she it can be contacted there and there's lots of different ways so we look forward to the work we look forward to your birthday celebration and thank you for coming on and talking about uh, mentoring and one health lessons and the mentor project and uh, look forward to future collaborations
3: it's
1: been a pleasure thank
2: you for this opportunity
3: of course bye bye everybody stay it's tuned for another one
2: Thanks, listeners.
0: Thank you for listening. This show was brought to you by The Mentor Project. If you enjoyed this segment, there are many ways to thank us. Please consider subscribing to our podcast, making a tax-deductible donation, or becoming directly involved. Subscribe to this podcast and visit us at www.mentorproject.org to learn more.